Kellen Earn here, 12 plus year fitness coach, giving you quick fitness tips to change how you think about exercise, nutrition, and lasting athleticism. So earlier this year, I was standing in the produce section of our local grocery store, and I was debating, should I go organic or conventional celery? And the organic was a few bucks more, so it wasn't a big deal. But since the regular didn't have mold or signs of critters, I just grabbed it instead. Now, I don't know if you've found yourself having this kind of mental debate before as to whether do you go organic or conventional. If so, though, this will be one of the most important guides that you can follow, and you'll find this really empowering, and it will make it an easy choice as to which fruits and vegetables are worth going organic versus which ones are going to be okay just to go conventional. So here's the story. Each year, fruits and vegetables are tested by the USDA for their concentration of pesticides. So for instance, last year they found 119 pesticides in conventional bell peppers. In 2020, they found that over 95% of tangerines tested contained a fungicide and suspected carcinogen. So this data is assembled and published by the Environmental Working Group as a list known as the Dirty Dozen. These are fruits and vegetables containing the highest levels of pesticides. And each year, this list changes. So here is the 2022 Dirty Dozen. So number one is strawberries, then spinach, kale, collard, collard greens, mustard greens, nectarines, apples, grapes, bell peppers and hot peppers, cherries, peaches, pears, celery, and tomatoes in, as number 12. So how do you use this list? The answer is not to dump all your spinach in the garbage and never buy it again. Like I alluded to earlier, this list is a helpful guide for deciding on whether to go organic or conventional. For instance, strawberries were reported uh, as having the highest pesticide load. That means if you buy a case of strawberries, to avoid the pesticides, it's probably better to go organic. And the same thing with peaches or any of the dirty dozen. Now, if you wanna find a cheaper way to buy organic, look for frozen versions. For instance, if organic strawberries are gonna cost you an arm and a leg, Look for frozen organic strawberries instead. Frozen fruit and vegetables really do hold their nutritional value extremely well because as soon as they're frozen, they basically, their nutrient content is somewhat locked in. And in some cases, they can have even more nutrients than fresh produce that's been sitting for weeks on the shelves, just slowly losing its value each day. Now, does this mean you should avoid the dirty dozen foods. So not, not at all, okay? It should provide extra motivation to wash your fruits and vegetables and possibly go organic or even grow your own. It's estimated that one out of 10 Americans gets enough fruits and vegetables per day. So don't let it stop you from getting your kale and spinach and celery but do allow it to help you make better decisions when buying them. Because along with the Dirty Dozen, there's another list that's assembled called the Clean 15, containing some of the lowest 
pesticide fruits and vegetables. So here's the 2022 clean 15. Number one, avocados, sweet corn, pineapple, onions, papaya, sweet peas, which in this case is frozen, asparagus, honeydew melon, kiwi, cabbage, mushrooms, cantaloupe, mangoes, watermelon, and sweet potatoes. So chances are the foods on this list are safer to buy conventional. So if you're deciding to buy a bundle of conventional asparagus or organic, conventional may be just fine. I will point out that just because these are on the Clean 15 doesn't mean you need to try to incorporate them into your nutrition, except perhaps you know avocado, asparagus, cabbage, sweet potatoes, and mushrooms. But um, that, that's a different topic for another day. However, let these lists be your guide the next time you're in the produce section. Let them make your shopping easier without the paralysis by analysis that happens. Now, if you've heard of the Dirty Dozen or you research it a little bit, you're going to see some criticisms of it. All right. Now, here are two of the biggest criticisms. Number one is it's below dose levels. So this is the argument that the pesticide level is below a dose level that will cause a response in the body. So their argument is that even water and oxygen is toxic at some level. But if you're below the dose level, then it's no longer harmful. Now, here's my personal opinion on this. The body handles all sorts of bacteria, viruses, pathogens, chemicals, and toxins on a regular basis. Just because it can, does it mean we should expose it to more? And just because somebody's body can handle the pesticide load that they're consuming now, what happens when their body has to fight off a disease or some other ailments at the same time? What happens when there is a battle on multiple fronts, so to speak? My personal belief is those little things add up. Now, there's an added benefit with buying organic. When you eat organic fruits and vegetables, you're not only diminishing your pesticide consumption, but you're also getting far more health-boosting polyphenols, which are plant micronutrients, than you are when you eat conventional. So that's just a, an aside there. Number two, the second criticism is it scares consumers from eating fruits and vegetables. So I'm sure the dirty dozen scares people off, especially those who don't like vegetables to begin with. It's important to keep this information into perspective. It doesn't mean we shouldn't share potentially scary information like this though. You know, knowing that 95% of tangerines were contaminated with a potential carcinogen is kind of nice to know. So let's use this information and let us keep things into perspective and allow you to be just a little bit more informed. Okay, years ago, I watched a nutrition webinar about all the different toxins and chemicals in our shampoo and detergent and cleaning products and all, other, all sorts of other household products. Now, I left that webinar feeling just overwhelmed and that everything around me was harmful and it made me consider throwing out certain products and luckily I snapped out of it and realized that this is just a rabbit hole, okay? Instead of focusing on the hundreds of things to fear, I was going to focus on the one to two things that I could improve. And that's my advice when it comes to this dirty dozen list. Take this list 
and allow it to be your guide for gradual improvements, not living in fear. For more fitness and motivation tips for getting in the best shape of your life, check out the link below.